Welcome to that Greaves and Rooney Sports Podcast. I'm Dan Greaves. I'm Martin Rooney. And today we have the speed king, Joel Fearon. Not only a 100 metre sprinter or sub 10, 100 metre sprinter, but Olympic winter bronze medalist in the bobsleigh. Uh, it's, I'm really excited about it. It's such a positive person to have around at training at the high pack. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good pod. All right, so let's get to it. Rooney now kicks away. Commonwealth champion for Discus Dan. Rooney gets the gold! Medal at the last four Paralympic Games. Martin Rooney ran a great race in lane one. Great character. Well done, Dan Greaves. Today, we have not only a sub 100 meter speed demon, but a Winter Olympic bronze medalist and Mr. Cool, Joel Fearon. What? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cool, yeah, I like that. Oh, Mr. Cool. On, <laughs> I should say sub zero cool, but you know, it's like, yeah. uh, thanks so much for coming on the pod, mate. Oh, mate, pleasure, pleasure. I've been listening to a few of them, see what you boys have been getting up to. Uh, I was waiting for my invite. I was like, where's, where's my invite? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here, do you know what I mean? Happy to be here. I know, yeah, mate, you're a busy man. Let's, uh, I think we should. We should first kick off with with everything that's been going on with lockdown and everything. How have you been coping? Obviously, um, you're a family man and um, new baby and everything. Yeah, that was it was real because I was locked in the house with a pregnant woman. And obviously, <laughs> that's difficult enough in itself. And then obviously, being pregnant, she was now on the high risk. So that was also difficult. So that means like no outdoor activity. Already had three children in the house. It was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was a bit, it was hard, it was hard, it was hard, it was hard, it was hard. But, you know what I mean? We're here, all my kids are here, we're safe. Oh, healthy. You know, I think, yeah, healthy. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that were on the earth last year that ain't on the earth this year. So I'm just grateful that, you know, we've come through unscathed. And I, and I know it's not finished yet, but it's looking like we're on the way out. You know what I mean? They got a, a vaccine for us now. So it's, you know, the discos are going to open up soon, so it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you um, pretend I'm over 60 and go get one myself? <laughs> I feel over 60, so maybe I can have it. Um, did you actually go to the birth though? Because I know I've seen so many pictures on social media where obviously all the guys are standing outside the hospital waiting for the news and stuff. What was I was, like? I was one of the lucky ones. I was in there. Um I've been there for all of them now, so that was a big deal. We did prepare to see, you know, if it, if it was we weren't going to be in there, but we're in there, mate. You know, it was all right. It was it was quiet. Like people stopped having so many babies. It was eerie in hospital. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when I liked it, it was eerie, mate. Um, but it was smooth. Norby went to you know our regular Nottingham spot where we've been to for all of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good. It, no no stress. It was like um, and we were really stressed as well because with the last child we had. Uh, my wife was really sick afterwards, and the child was really sick as well. Um, so we that you know that had added stress to all the other end of the world stresses we had going on. Um, and it, you know we were at home about three hours later, just chilling, baby fine, wife fine, <laughs> everything fine. You're <laughs> you know a pro I mean? by now. So, yeah. yeah, oh mate. Well, I'm just a pro at going with the flow in it with the weights because <laughs> you know you you realise that you have zero control. The problem that you know when you're new to the game, try and like contain everything. And control everything, but you realise like soon, like yeah, now I ain't got no control. So we just ride the waves now. That, that makes it easier. Makes it easier. What's your role in uh, in childbirth? Do you do anything like? Are you the motivator? Are you? Do you rub nah, back? Nah. Uh, I just do what I'm told. Most of the time, yep. she'll be like, "Yeah, stop doing that, mate." 
or do that. Now, she's very sharp. She's sharp pregnant. Like, afterwards, she's like, listen, you know, I know I was a nubbed in there, but, you know, I was giving birth. I'm like, it's all right, but you might understand. Yeah. <laughs> but she's sharp. She don't. I don't know what I said. Like, what the midwife was like, you know, all right, you know, Jamima, you need to stop pushing my wife's name and that. And I was like, hey, babe, stop pushing. She's like, listen, you shut your mouth. I'm like, all right, babe, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I'll take myself off for a walk. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, all right, babe, you're the boss. Do you know what I mean? And and, and, and that's what it is. Like, you Mm. realise you have no control. As men, we don't really know what they're going through. So the best you can be is just a punching bag, as far as I'm concerned. I go in there, you know, it's what it is. We're going to get through it. Whatever you require is what I'll do, because that's all I can do. All I can do is whatever you want me to do. That's literally the only thing I can do. So... Just going with that mindset, and uh, and she's all right. My wife's all right, to be fair. She's quite nice, generally. She's a nice lady. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so more, I've done all right, really. Um, and then I guess all three of us now. I've got a, a little, well, a little girls. Yeah. So did, did that? Did that change? Because obviously you've got three boys. Mm. So did you all like? Did you feel a bit more protective knowing it was a girl? And obviously I've seen on Instagram you were there holding the gun going, any guys, any boys uh, born in 2020 best be ready. <laughs> yes, yes. I've still got that machine gun also. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how many count for me. I'm like, yeah, do you want this, man? I was like, yeah, you're damn right. I've got a couple of girls at home now. Um, so did I feel, I do feel already more protective. Like, but I'm trying to be cool, but I'm already quite a protective dad anyway like so generally um I, I try and make time for all the boys anyway and give them that sort of sort of one-to-one stuff and I think I'm quite I'm, I'm, not, I'm very hands-on anyway so mm. it works out well for me I do like to be busy they make me busy so it works out well like so I, 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 I 100% will be more protective but my oldest son is already very protective as well so She's going to be well, you know, secured. Hopefully, I'll only have to come out for the special events. You know what I mean? Like, the last <laughs> boss and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but I just got three big brothers, mate. So, I, I don't feel like I have to be too stressed. If anything, I've got to calm the lads down. I'm like, come on, boys. Just yeah. calm down. <laughs> I think what about a... you? I think it's different. I definitely notice it's different. They... I'm pretty wrapped uh, around her finger already, but um, yeah, I've become like the tough dad. I've become the, become the one who has to like discipline her, oh, and it's cop. harder. It's definitely oh, harder. So um, yeah, bad cop. That's exactly mm. who I am. But it's 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 all right. You get used to it. You can't really shower. Like mm. I always used to like shower with my kid, uh, with my son, and now, <laughs> now my daughter, she's just like it was fine. But now yeah. she's at the wrong height, and it's all yeah. a bit like. Uh, <laughs> So that's going to stop soon. Like a, <laughs> kind a of little... like, yeah, it's kind of a bit weird. That's when they stop yeah. pointing and everything and going, oh, yeah. it's it and stuff. Like, right, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's just good. It's okay. So it's, uh, it's fun. I think it kind of means I've got my set. I'm done. Like, I, I think, Dan, you're the same in it. It's fun, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, well, you... I, I thought I had my set. I was like, yeah, I'm done. This one actually skipped two kinds of contraception. So she was wow. very evasive. She, you know, so <laughs> if it was another boy, mate, I would have been well pissed if it was another lad. I'm like, mate, come on, <laughs> mate. 
Like seriously, like what? What is this? The only outcome would have been I would have been able to have my own four-man bobsleigh team, which would yeah. have been nice potentially. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm so glad it's a girl. Definitely, there's somebody to look after me when I'm old. That's exactly it. All my That's what they always say, isn't it? Oh, mummy's boys, mate. They're just mummy's boys. But like, honestly, mate, this, yeah. if she shouts them from anywhere on the planet, they will just come running like. Like just literally attack me, so they're definitely <laughs> mummy's boys, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think um, you said they're going to be bobsledders. Is that is that your uh, is that your preference now in sport? No, no, not not at all, not at all. I just I just know it really well. Um, mm. I would do that just for just for fun. Like if they want to do sport, I will use all my connections and expertise the best, and believe that I could help them to get a reasonably long way. But yeah. ultimately, like being sport, doing sport is about you and about the character that you possess inside. Because it's all fun and games, like looking at people being famous and doing stuff. And that's nice. But the work ethic that goes behind it, you know, ain't for everybody. So that agree, ultimately, yeah. that will come down to them. Yeah. That's, that's something that we can't really teach our kids, isn't it? It's oh, kind of like you can push them and encourage them and... Um, it's still like a, even if it's just like the words about working hard and stuff, mm. but it's got to come from within them. Like you can write a mo- motto above their bu- their door, but whether they want to follow it, that's their own thing, in it, you know. Uh, so. And and if they've got, you know, some people haven't got the, they just don't, they're just not, they don't have that kind of constant resilience because sport is a, you, you're very vulnerable in the sense that you're a tangent, your your worth is a number or distance in your case or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like can, can people deal with that amount of up and down that amount of rejection that amount of um opinions and stuff like that it's not it's, it's not easy it's not an easy way to live um and i think it does take certain characters to just be in that environment and be able to be happy and enjoy it yeah. be in it you see a lot of athletes start very young do very good stuff but actually that way of life isn't for them, regardless yeah. of their ability. Just the lifestyle isn't for them. And, and that amount of probably criticism and positive and negatives, ups and downs, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, mate. Yeah. It's not easy. It's, it's such easy. a learning journey as well, isn't it? So I think, I think when you, when you start out, it goes from being fun and friendly and then you start to get better and then you become more competitive. And then before you know it, you're just in this whirlwind, <laughs> whirlwind of everything. And then, like, if you reach an international level really young, then you're scrutinised and everything's, you know, right. You've got to do this, this, and this. And it, and I think that's why a lot of people eventually like leave sport is because they just don't find it entertaining and fun, and like the core values of why they do it just go. And yeah, it's, it's say say it's i think it's vitally important you know with with our children from my side it's just to try everything and even if they just at the end of the day they just want to do whatever they want to do in life in, in a, a, as a profession then that's totally fine i, I will, will not push them down an avenue they don't want to go down exactly i don't even think you can actually no, no. i'm i'm not sure even if i'm like mate you've got everything required yeah could i make you do it Probably not. <laughs> Probably, do you know what I mean? It'd be frustrating as hell to know yeah. that, that talented. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm not necessarily in a hurry to become a coach because it would be difficult for me to see people with yeah. all the requirements and sometimes not 
the mental requirements to yeah. be as good. And, and like, I'm not saying that probably the way we are is perfect or good. Because to be fair, we're probably pretty all obsessive in our young days and a bit mental uh, in the way we approached sport and the amount. Um, like whether that's, that was healthy for us then, you know, probably not that. But luckily, you know, we came out beneficial and it, and it did good things for us. But for us, there's a lot of people that it didn't work for and, it, it, you know, it, it, it didn't go the way that they wanted to. So mm. it is think- a... I think you're right. I think it's 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 not hot. It's like um, you can lead a horse to water and you can make him train and all that, but we can't make him drink. But then I think what I want is I, I want my kids to be coachable because I'm not coachable. I'm a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoying. I am. I am coachable if I get the right uh, person driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's someone I don't uh, completely agree with what they're saying or trust, I'm like, ah, I don't know. So I want my kids to just be coachable by anybody. Mm. Like anybody could pick grab them and say right you do this this and this and you'll be better and that's that's a skill i think that we um probably why we were in the sport for so long is that we've kind of found a way to be like, yeah. like i said i'm a prick yeah. but i've still been able to listen to people and take on board what they have to say well you know your filter is a big thing in sport because the better you get <laughs> the, yeah. more, the more you get coming your way do you know what i mean you can mm. get you can get like a hundred messages and posts and Instagram stuff and telling you this is how you should be. And you have to filter through so much nonsense or literally just shut the door to it or whatever. Um, it, you know, it, and that's what I mean. Like, and, and that's why I'm like, that's, that life is not necessarily for everyone. Because what the hell do you do with that? This is what you should be doing from a thousand different people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, cheers, cheers, lads. <laughs> it's know? like, you know me better than myself. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just yeah, crack literally on. literally have no history about you. I've just looked at you twice and I think this is yeah. what it is. And it's everyone's got enough. That's tough, mate. It's tough. You know? So, and, and that's why I'm like, it's not, it isn't for everyone. And I look at my boys and they're all very different. I've got three sons. They're all very different. One is like, determined regardless but he's he's probably hard to coach because you gotta come at him with like facts okay the other one can't be asked so my middle one he cannot be bothered <laughs> you know what and it's mad because he's very very talented i'm like if there was going to be a runner it'd be him okay but he can't be asked me he's like no it's all right i'd rather do cartwheels in the garden and be a fairy it's fine so i'm like all right do your thing mate i'm gonna stop you <laughs> um and the little one we don't know yet but he's very like quite mature for his age but probably to do with the fact that he's got two big brothers yeah do you know what I mean so he just walks around like he's a little tiny like human man it's quite yeah. funny <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how they are, are you from a, a big family do you have brothers I know you, yes. I know one of your brothers is a rapper yes I've got I've got I've got what how many brothers got? four brothers okay four brothers yes yeah, so I'm, I'm one of five I'm the second to bottom. Mugen's my little brother. Yeah. Um, and then I've got three older brothers that just yeah, do their it. own thing. So, yeah. So, I come from a big, 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 big line of boys. Um, what about me was potentially different to them? So, my my mum spent a lot of time with me. Just happened. You know, sometimes, like, gaps in life. Like my other ones are a bit older. Okay. Um, my little one was a bit littler. So, I, I ended up having a good sense of like self-worth yeah so i would always believe that there was something so i would always try so i sort of grew up 
a really hard tryer. <laughs> so like yeah. Try, try all eggs in the basket. Gonna have a go, and always sort of believe that there was a way. It's always a way. It's never, it's never a no. Um, your way may not be everyone else's way, but there's a way. Um, and I think I had that probably from about like 16, 17. And then from there, I've actually just done all right in life, not being academically very good, just by going, well, we've got YouTube now. <laughs> you've got this. <laughs> yeah. There must be a way. I'm, I'm going to go find it. How are we going to do this? Or how are we going to do that? Yeah, and I sort, yeah. of really, sort of just got through life doing that, you know, and I still do it now. Still wake up in the middle of the night and be like, got an idea babe should i go back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you think having the that gap in your, your brothers you kind of had like people to like compete with aspire to you know like having much older brothers did that make yeah. a difference or um yeah it did it did it did it did i you know what i don't know what it was but i i think i had like a a, a slightly I just had a, a, a hard work I was dyslexic going through school so everything was a bit difficult mm-hmm. um but again I was still like all right I don't want to come across properly stupid so I'm trying I'm trying to be like let me try and do my spelling and do my English and do my best with whatever so mm-hmm. I was always a little bit swimming against the tide but I was determined to be almost the same as them so I don't want to be like the one that's struggling I wanted to always be like, no, he's doing stuff. I want to be doing stuff. I want to have, uh, I want to make my dad proud. I want my mum proud. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it was always that sort of like, I just want to do well. And my dad comes from like proper poverty in Jamaica. So he, if if he didn't um, work and do what he did, I would have never have got the ability, the chances to do what I've been able to do. So I'm always like, all right, he's got me this far. I have to get my kids to the next step and then, Mm-hmm. they did it you know when you just sort of like keep moving forward in life and mm-hmm. trying to keep making steps forward but um i don't know just just hard work mate my, yeah. my my motto in life is like no hard work goes unseen like it might be feeling a bit crappy at the time it might be that you don't always see the benefit of it at the time but it never ever goes to waste never goes nowhere whether it's a mindset whether it's a person's heart you change or whether it helps you in the long run like, there's nothing that you do in goodness and, and in hard work that goes just down the pan. It never happens. And that's just how I just live. Wow. Oh, shit. We might as well leave the pod there, then, mate. Well yeah. done. That was, that's the way to end. <laughs> <laughs> Some absolutely gold content. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I, think, um, I think from my point of view, obviously, we've seen you at the track loads over the years. And like you say, like you leave it all out there and you train super, super hard. Um when was like the decision kind of made to go to winter sports as well as summer sports? Like, how did the opportunity arise to do bobsleigh? So it was, it was Michael Kamal. So he's my coach and he was my coach for most of my career for like 10 years. We had a good relationship. We didn't have a good love, hate. It was like a father son relationship, like a proper relationship in the end. Um, he was like, come and do this. You're not good enough to do sprinting. <laughs> You're not going to make it like <laughs> But he's like, listen, you got a son at home. At this point, I had one son. And he's like, you need to get some food on the table. There's an Olympics coming up two years' time. I think you should try and do this. I'd have tried, and it went well. I'm glad he made me do that, because at the Olympics, he was talking about in two years. <laughs> That's when I won an Olympic medal. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, cheers, mate. Yeah. That was a good idea. Bang. Spot on. So, yeah. So, um, 
But, uh, you know, and, and in the bobsleigh terms, a lot of people think that I've had it really easy because they just see that I sort of came in and I made, like, the good team. And since then, I've done very well in bobsleigh and, you know, probably been the face of, like, British bobsleigh, at least to push athletes for a couple of years or whatever. Um, but I always worked hard and wanted to work harder than everyone else. And not just, like, on on the track or in the gym, but actually no more, because I still believe that knowledge is the most powerful thing. Because there's been times, even when I ran sub 10, I'd been in physically better shape, but didn't have as much knowledge to mm -hmm. do that. So, and it was, for me, it's about being more equipped in every single way possible. And because of the way the world is right now, where information is so accessible, just need to invest in your hours into yourself and not into whatever people do with themselves, you know, it's not on the PlayStation or whatever, or just put it back into yourself and grow yourself, you know. Um, and that's think, just how. Well, I think, like you say, it might, people might see it's easier, but now that we know, like, more about you as a kid, like, if you're a trier, if you're someone who's going to just try and push, you're always going to succeed in that kind of stuff. Because I think that kind of, uh, what I can see from Bob said from the outside, it's about the team's trust in you. As much as anything, and if they trust you and they can see you working hard, they're going to put you in straight away, in it. Like you've got the skills, physical skills, but the mental trying and pushing yourself is going to be a big thing for them. I think it was really a big thing for them. Like they would literally trust me with just with everything that didn't even need to. They didn't need to see me. They didn't need to test me. They didn't need to anything. They knew that I was always doing as well as I could be doing. Um, I would always do what I needed to do for the team. I'm very much a team player. I understand mm -hmm. that. It's about the team, not about me. Because when it's team sport, it's about the outcome. We just need an outcome for the whole picture. So whatever the, they required is, I was always willing to do that. And, um, that. and they looked after me well, but in the midst of that, I always worked hard for them and always tried to put my very best foot forward. Um, because one door always leads to another door anyway. So, it's, you know, do good on one it just oh it just grows it grows it grows yeah. you end up with people that trust you yeah i was gonna say um how easy was it the crossover from <laughs> sprinting on the track to sprinting on ice um, like, how, how long did it take to you to adapt it, to it that feeling right. you just needed big balls that's what it was it was about <laughs> no, it was genuinely about being like courageous because i used to be scared of heights and all sorts so it's yeah. about being like all right this is this is your new situation you can either <laughs> this yeah. or you can this. So I just had to, const constant pep talks. I still pep talk myself now most mornings. Constant <laughs> just, you know, it's self-encouragement to go mm -hmm. out, do what you got to do. Um, and it was all about, you know, uh, my my skill set in a sense is limited in terms of never going to go be a doctor. Mm -hmm. That was never going to be me. So I'm like, this is your way. This is your door. Mm -hmm. You know, you flip and do what you got to do. And, for yourself and and like I said, for my next generation and for my boys and be able to have them do better in life and do whatever, you know, be able to help them to do whatever they want to do. Because I got, my, my dad was always, you know, buy me spikes, sent me on a warm weather training trip, got me kit. You know, I want to be able to do that for all of them, the same as that I got that. So, so yeah. That big squad. Yeah. It sets you up, doesn't it? Having like 
someone like that and like you say mm. growing up with the work ethic and mm. and everything else around you it all ties in together nicely to to have that self-determination is yeah like not obviously not many people are that they have a more of a, an easier life and mm. maybe spoon fed a little bit more but they lose that self-determination and, and like, you know what i was saying that to <laughs> saying that to just my boys the other day i'm like you lot are looking a bit privileged you know you know what i mean hey cutting around the house like they made it and that i'm like well you, you ain't made anything get out of the way Do you know what i mean it's only yeah. one year old i should probably take it easy on them shouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna gang up on you mate yeah, do you know what i mean yeah. but i'm like you know i do want them to have that 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 sense of that it's not just them i want you to work hard for yeah you know, for the, yeah go go and work hard man I, I i love that i do i do love that and i have to be i have to understand it all my kids ain't the same as me after i have to let him off <laughs> but i am very much like you know i do love a hard worker and i believe that I believe hard work wins all day. You know, yeah. talent okay. gets you far yeah. in one area. <laughs> so even if you're talented at something, you can potentially be still very successful in that. But then after that, you're still going to have to work hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it always rubs off as well, doesn't it? Like you say, like if they see you grafting and doing mm. your utmost, mm. then that will instill mm. into their mindset straight away, mm. just just being around you. Mm. Well, I hope so. I, hope so. I do hope so. I do hope so that they're like... Um, it just well I just hope that they I want them to be happy in life and I also but I want them to live their best life and understand that they can they don't have to look at everyone else do it mm-hmm. you do yours do you know what I mean and that's yeah. just what I want to see nice when um, you're in a squad in bobsled like how different is that like what's the communication like compared to when you're in athletics uh, it's massive because you live with you live with about six athletes for about six months yeah so you spend a lot of time together you'll you'll be and some tracks are like you know dangerous the driver will be a bit stressed the athletes will be stressed and um it's just about you know being a sponge in that as well and you got like you know everyone's 100 kilos plus thinks they're a meathead (laughs) i mean a couple cats from the forces every now and again will be in there as well and, you know, it's about just, I mean, my role is always just to be a sponge. Like, just, I'll be between the athletes and the driver to make sure he's happy and they're yeah. relatively happy. And then anything that I can disperse in the midst of that will disperse and just keep things running smoothly. Um, and it's like, in it now, I'm like, you know, one of the oldest people in the sport, They're probably the longest um, active bobsledder in bobsleigh right now. I don't think there's anyone that's been in the sport longer than me that's still competing. Um, but internationally? Uh, yeah, uh, no, just in the British okay, like, okay. setup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Probably it could, could well be, and like, yeah. probably wouldn't be far off internationally as well. And um, just about just just about making it work, making it work. Mm. Like nothing's ever perfect. It's never it's never perfect. Like unfortunately, that's what like track and field athletes. So I'm always. I have a laugh when I go to meet sometimes and it starts trickling down with rain or you got like, you know, they got a little field to warm up on and I'm like, mate, normally I got an icy car park, mate. Yeah. Just about to do high knees on it. And then I got to go do it. Got to go do an Olympics or something. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, got to go hurtle down the, <laughs> down the run. Like. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's like nothing's ever perfect. It's about what you do with what you have. Like, 
Mm-hmm. If this is your, if this is what you've got, and this is what everyone's got, forget moaning about it. Just do it the best and win and go home. <laughs> just do that. Just have that mentality. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, we can all gang up and start a petition or you can just win and go home. <laughs> do that. Do you know what I mean? Are you a petition signer? Ah, oh, I'm a heck, mate. I don't, <laughs> I literally, so when it comes to stuff like that, I'm very much like, um, I'll conserve my energy for the job that I need to do. Yeah. My role is to do this. I will do that job. There will be people that take on the role of petition signers. That's just not me. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at you for it. It's just not my style. I'd rather just get the job done. I'm a sort of like, you know, and this is where we're talking about like the man up is that a thing. But I'm normally just like, listen, just this is what it is, man. This is what it is. Just do what you can do. Do your best with what you got. That's it. And that's where my saying try and effort comes from. I'm used to swimming up tight. It's fine. This is golden. I think, uh, I think sometimes in, um, we've become a bit, not soft, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to say like put people down or whatever, but mm-hmm. sometimes I- I'm definitely guilty of it. I, I worry about mm-hmm. things that I don't need to worry about. I think I was pissed off that someone didn't wipe down the bikes the other day, but we're in COVID at the moment. So I was, you were there. And I was just like, come on, man. It's just like, pissed, it pissed me off for a good five minutes. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I wiped down my own bike. It's, it's on them. And uh, Do they walk away coughing and spluttering? And you're like, oh. Well, no, they didn't. But, you know, it's still, anyway. But it's just letting things go like that you don't need to worry about. There's a, a quote that when I was training with Rainer, and it came from Justin Timberlake. It says, cry me a river. <laughs> and, and it was basically, if anything was going wrong, and I was, I'd be getting pissed off. I could feel myself getting pissed off. I'd just say to myself, cry me a river. And I could only take the piss out of myself then, and I'd be fine. You know what I mean? And yeah. it worked. So um, I like that I kind of like just trying to roll with the punches and just let things control what you control, do your thing, come out and get the job done, which is the I most important thing. Because it, it can become a massive sap in energy. That is why. Because there's many knobheads in the world, and never mind, men, yeah. never mind the knobheads, there's just a lot of people that aren't like you. So my things that I'm like, this needs to be done, could be completely different to someone else. So yep. it's like, if I get offended or upset by something, it's literally my own energy. Yep. <laughs> no, the other guy didn't even know. He's got no clue what's going on, and I'm wound up now. He's ruined my day. Do you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> we got day, like we got days to waste in our old age, ruining. We ain't got no oh. days to waste, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> so every day is the privilege of that track. I, 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 honestly, honestly, so I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Just no. I was, mate. I was happy to be in the building. I'm just like, thank you, thank you guys for letting me in. I'm listening to my next house. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> It was the same with like James Dash when he walked in. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, I think he had like his uh, bobsleigh letter with him. Mm. <laughs> Literally, like, like around, going, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I'm meant to be listen, here. Honestly, honestly it's, <laughs> it's, like, it is a bit shaky for us. Like, I've never really been supported by British Athletics neither, mm. which was a massive thing for me to even run sub ten because it yeah. was important for me that even if I wasn't validated by them. I still validated myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I didn't need you to tell me I was good enough. It's okay now. Like, I believe I'm good enough. Thank you. Yeah, um, 
that's uh, that nine nine six that season. Like, like you missed the Olympic trials, wasn't it? You were injured before yeah, just coming yeah. into that, yeah. and then it was like Loughborough, Bedford, and I, I we were in the holding camp when you ran in Bedford. And you want to see those hundred meter boys? They were pissed. Yeah, <laughs> ran, they were like, no, 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 because you and Reese both ran quick, and they were like, yeah, no. Yeah. And it was like, and then it was brilliant because then you came back after, like, you did all the races yeah. after the Olympics, and you were just smashing mm-hmm. all the Brits. It was like, mm-hmm. I think you and Asafa in every race, mm-hmm. and um, I remember seeing you in like quite a few of the big meets, like you second yeah. and third. It was a big, it was a big uh, thing for me to just beat everybody British. Like that was just, just yeah. Like, You're British number one, weren't you? I need, yeah, it's a big yeah, thing. yeah. I need to prove that actually I'm good enough because um, I've never, like, like I said, that like I was never, never part of really anything. I was just always a little bit on the outskirts, a little bit of a, you know, what's it called, like the ugly duckling sort of thing. <laughs> obviously you can tell I watch bloody what is he called it called uh, all the little shows that we watch nursery rhymes and stuff nursery rhymes coca melon and all that (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah a little little bit of the ugly duckling and I always I I did always want approval from British athletes always like you know bring me in select me like let's have me and whatever and I ran times but they were always with question marks um, so it was a big season and I would never put sort of that much into athletics again so that was hard it was hard for my family like everybody everybody went in it because my plan was to make the Olympic team which yeah. I didn't but you know it was tough on my wife and my boys because when I'm going to the Olympics they're all going to the Olympics kind of like the whole house takes change <laughs> and this yeah. is what <laughs> this is what the new for your now school curriculum is dad's going to Olympics <laughs> <laughs> This is my session. You're doing it as well. (laughs) And that's that's what it was. I wouldn't put that much pressure on athletics again. I do enjoy it more a bit now. If I do do it, if I do participate, it's fun more than to prove a point. Yeah. But that was a big deal for me. Just say, there, look, done that. I'm going to go home now. (laughs) Literally, that's what it was. I was like, thank God I got that out. Yeah, mate, you were... It was uh, it was cool to watch. It was kind of like I just remember it was Lausanne was one of the meets I was at as well. And I watched you run the hundred, and you were step for step with Asafa Powell. I, know, I was like, massive. you know, that's that's mad. People forget like Asafa's obviously the, one of the greatest yeah. hundred meters of all time, yeah. and you're step for step with him. And I was like, yeah. this is serious. Like people have kind of obviously it showed the talent of British yeah. hundred meter yeah. running as well. Yeah. I think uh, I think I was more trying to beat Harry and someone else. <laughs> Yeah, I think Harry was there. Uh, I was like, hang on to a <laughs> <laughs> Check me through. Please, and reel me in. That was it. I was just trying to get approval of my... Well, I was trying to... Like I was trying to say, like, as as an athlete, you're just trying to validate your worth. Swap my job. That whole season was just dedicated to me validating some kind of worth. Even, to, even if it was just to myself, it didn't matter. I just needed that to happen so I could then continue and feel worthy of some does that make sense well, it's like every sprinter's dream isn't it you know mm. you, you watch your heroes and stuff on the tv mm. and stuff and then that sub 10 marker is just mm. you know that that's it isn't it it's like it's the golden ticket to mm. your you know your own aspirations yeah. and, and kind of cutting it as uh, like not you know not just a super elite athlete but mm. one of 
one of many, one of many few that have actually uh, achieved it. It's amazing. Yeah, no, honestly, I was um, still, I still get excited about it now. It's still there. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Uh, still yeah, there. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still get excited about it now. I watched it the other day. I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> trying, to, trying to show my like four month year old in that, my little girl in that. Look, that's your dad. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That is. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you uh, promote your brother-in-law at all? Uh, yeah, from time to time, but his music's a bit. Uh, oh, oh, James. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Do I promote James? Is in like yeah. So, so he's still the fastest person in my family, isn't he? Which is quite annoying. It's it's kind I, of tough. You've run nine ninety six, and you're not the fastest at the. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is tough. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But I just say like, if if the, if a fight broke out, I reckon I could take him. So that's just my yeah. thing. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And you got the Olympic medal. Yeah, you got yeah, Olympic medal, so it's kind of. I got cool. a little bit. I like got a little. You know what I mean? I know. You know what I mean? I do a couple of hundreds. It's good. It's good. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not my thing. It's not really my thing. And I've run nine ninety six. So you know. Um, yeah, and you've you got another what? brother-in-law. I am. I well, I'm proud that James is my brother-in-law. To be fair, because I sort of introduced them, didn't I? So I was like, yeah, I meet my wife's sister. She's quite nice. I didn't ever think they'd get married, and now they got mm. married in that. Oh, yeah, and I've got another brother-in-law that also does track as well. Uh, Elliot Powell. Yeah, yeah. So he's also my brother. Imagine. He's Imagine a talented that. boy. He is a very talented guy. Very, very talented young guy. He's got, he's, you know what? He's lovely as well. Like, as, brother-in, as brother-in-laws go, yeah, because your worst nightmare is for your sister to come home with a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> as you were, like, I don't want to be challenged daily, all right? I don't want to <laughs> yeah. have man-offs all the time. Okay. And he's actually, he's really nice, really lovely guy. Yeah, I couldn't have picked one better myself. I'm like, it's a good guy, that guy. I like that guy. <laughs> That's it. Basically. So I think there's going to be a lot of kids like looking at athletics in this this uh, extended family, going, well, shit, this is the standard I got to reach. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it's honestly, tough. Honestly, that, and the, like obviously, all the kids are used to seeing dads or uncles on tv like yeah that's what it is isn't it that's what we're doing that oh look that's on tv and that's their miss so the parents the parents race will be funny at school well when i did light it up to be fair don't don't do that mate every year mate only for covid this year light them up mate all the dads and that see (laughs) they turn up they're proper ready as well like they turn up they know they're like listen today i'm racing the olympian mate they come take the morning (laughs) off work they're ready mate and I, you know, massage on the yeah, side. Massage. I just in case, yeah. I always go to the track first, do a little pre-war, <laughs> yeah, and then go there looking all cash. Like, oh, do you want me to run again? Oh, all right, all right. But I'm, I'm really, I'm ready, innit? <laughs> I'm ready. Like, <laughs> you whip off like the all-in-one. <laughs> you got the... Ready? Honestly, mate, every every year because one one time a guy got kind of close, and I'm like, okay, I can see you, mate. I got your number. <laughs> so after that, I was like, all right, make sure you're ready. I remember um, I was at a Peter Crouch podcast and they were talking about fast dads. And I remember tweeting them and I said, look, I gave them a list of like yourself, Desalu, Dwayne Chambers. Like, like, These are fast like, There's a difference here, guys. Bring them to your sports day and see how, how it goes. How it goes, mate. Oh, mate. No, it's different. It's different. But you're, you're a busy, busy man. Like, I am um, a busy, busy man. Your Instagram is full of a lot of different things. Like... <laughs> You're quite involved in Speedworks. You're involved oh. in the gym in Loughborough. Yeah, yeah. What again? Uh, FTR Fitness. Yeah. Um, you are 
speaking you do a bit of mentoring uh, I, do, I love cars I, cars is my thing <laughs> I see you in some big cars sometimes <laughs> as cars uh, your love of cars and your I suppose your involvement in a, a car company come involved I just, I just made it up to be honest with you I literally just went to a car company and was like listen guys I think you should let me drive them and do reviews and just promote you and then it went really, really well. And then I got another car company. So now I work for sort of like three different companies. Um, yeah. Went really, really well. And now I've got like my, my, my driveway is like a bloody sh- a showroom at the minute. So I've got all different ones in that different days of the week. <laughs> 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 probably love it, mate. Living the dream. Oh, probably love it, mate. That's like a thing that's like me and my son loves cars my oldest son loves cars and he picks all the cars so every two weeks we'll go and change them all or whatever mm-hmm. and he'll be the one picking and saying all right we want this one and we're getting this one because i used to like cars growing up as well like me and my dad used to do that yeah. a lot um so yeah so i love cars so we just that's just an enjoyment for me so be next it's, on top gear then mate well you know what i'll be nice mate i'll do anything me i just love cars i just genuinely enjoy it mm-hmm. genuinely like have a good time doing it. I love actually mentoring as well. I love working with, because I had a, not necessarily, not a hard path, because I didn't have a hard path, like, but because I have, like, nothing necessarily came easy, so I always had to find a different way. So I'm very good at, like, I would say I'm good I'm good at, like, wayfinding my way through stuff, mm-hmm. working out how to do stuff. So, like, mentoring is important to me because it's important for young people to understand that their path is their path don't follow anyone else's because that's not how life works. So you can't literally just shadow someone and think you're going to end up at their destination. That's not what's going to happen. So understanding them to like understand what you need and taking ownership uh, and getting sort of the best out of your situation, not trying to always either put it solely on a coach or just trying to follow, you know, this is the way to make it. No, your way to make it may be completely different. If you don't mm-hmm. see that soon enough, you may not make it at all. Um, and just helping them get through stuff, understand, deal with failures, understand that's a part of it. Making decisions, it's also a part of it. Um, and hopefully, you know, being successful. Because I don't think I'm that talented. It seems like talent is involved. Again, mm-hmm. I just see myself as a hardworking person. So, yeah. I think that. I'm a massive fan of senior athletes who've gone through journeys but even at positive negative journeys whatever um and finding a way of talking to not just young athletes i mean like people in their mid-20s and stuff like there's kind of a bit of a gap where we've got a lot of young talented athletes and they get all the support and um not molly cuddled but like um they get there's a lot of opportunities within british athletics if you're at the right age the right time and all that whereas it's when you get to your mid-20s it's kind of like it just drops off i know i've the British Athletes Commission that Dan is a part of that looking to work on more stuff with that as well, aren't they? Like, so yeah, it's it's something that we've like we've we've been over the last two years that I've been on it, um looking to try and try and improve. There's a obviously a really good stability level at futures and um junior level. But then like you say, as soon as you start to get under twenty three and senior when the standards get harder and everything else, there's just not enough of a support package to instill somebody to come through the ranks and that's where you lose most of your talented athletes by not giving them that support and I think yeah that's 
something we've we've been pushing hard is for the recruitment of experience back into the system even through the coaches network there's still a, a good coaches network and me and Rooney both signed up to do a coaching thing and obviously with COVID it's been put off but I think it then takes the system really to kind of push it more we've done that off of our own back to have you know to recycle the knowledge as an athlete back into the system and that's when they'll Get does, it does sort of vanish, doesn't it? <laughs> does like athletes mm. sort of just go and then it's vanished, and all that they learn and grew, hurdles that they overcome, successes that they have, sort of just goes with them. Mm. It doesn't really go back into the sport. Like so, I think you're very, very right to do that, and I think that's a really good um, observation. Um, and but also like those sort of years is when you see, and this is when I was talking about like, my kids all being different, in that sort of 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, in that sort of age bracket, it's when you see what someone's sort of made of. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yes, uh, it's important for them, if they're seeking the information, to be able yeah. to help them. But also that they are make sure that they are seeking the information. So it's also off their backs to some extent. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just being given to them because they're not little anymore. You're now big. And now it's on you. Yeah. This is your decisions. This is your life. This is your future. You now have to stop being a junior athlete and become an adult. <laughs> Maybe even the transition from junior to adult needs yeah. to be smoother. So they understand that it's ownership time. It is because yeah. uh, you know athletes love to blame, and yeah. it's never it's never right. It's never right. And I'm like, listen, nothing's right. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's ever right. You just got what you got, and you do what yeah. you make it right. Do you know what I mean? You fill the gaps in it. You fill in the blanks. You make it right. Um, I think yeah, there's. No, I think, um... So I just think that there is some athletes you see like who are just special, who have that mindset straight away. Like you see mm. them as juniors and they're already thinking like, right, this is the next step. I, like, um, I think it's pretty easy to say someone like Dean Asher Smith or someone yeah. you could see yeah. her as a kid and you're like, oh, she, she's miles. She's far, far more switched on than me. And I, yeah, I was like yeah. in my late twenties and she was yeah. like 18 or whatever. And I was yeah. like, Jesus, she, she knows her stuff already. She's on yeah. the game. And, there's a lot of people who pretend that they're on that they know what they're talking about at that age as well. Like, uh, she, but she definitely knew her stuff. Like, yeah. Have and you have you noticed it in both sports? She she's uh well she is very special actually just because she's the most one of the most stable athletes just in the world. Mm. Like, in stability terms, doesn't seem like too much can phase her, and that's massive because yeah. you know like you know one thing about athletes make. When a storm comes, they just all turn into leaves and just start getting blown about. You're like, hold on a second. Um, hold on, I might yeah. just plug this uh, laptop in. Um, okay. And it just starts sort of like, you know, all getting blown around by media and by people and by stuff. And she just seems, and injuries and stuff like that, when things come, she seems so stable, mate. Dude, when, I, when I hear her talking, even when she's got a problem, I'm like, flipping up, mate, you're bloody... Your nails, you are, aren't you? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just... That's different, man. Kind of thing you would wish you were, like just had 20 oh. of those athletes around 
and you could just yeah I wish I was don't... half of that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just I was like just like yeah there's no no storm nothing can bother me nothing there's nothing that can come that surprises me definitely yeah. gives off that feeling very yeah. very calm um, very very and very secure and in a sport where like in sport where like I said people are constantly trying to uh, validate their worth to be that stable is a big deal mm. Mm. big deal mate yeah exactly you know? I think um, yeah I think you said it like it's uh, in there's so many distractions in the world of sport now like um when you talk about social media you talk about the politics that's going on with and drug testing and all those kind of like people missing drug oh, tests and, like, Honestly. so how, how do you feel about it like obviously you're kind of you like you said you're doing athletics now as it's you're doing it because you enjoy it rather than it's your yeah. business or whatever so yeah. how does it feel like as a 100 meter runner when you see like people missing tests and thinking it's okay or um, I, I'm, I'm bad bad all of them Ban them, ban their dog <laughs> from even coming in the stadium. <laughs> nah, listen, listen. And this, this, this is the thing, right? This is the thing, this is the thing. Like, this is what it is for me. Like, how are you so privileged that you don't need to take a drugs test and you don't need to fill in your form? What are you talking about? Like, I don't even care who you are. Like, if life is that good for you, that's mad that you think that you are above I can I can fly a plane without a license because Zion me like that's yeah. just not how life works, um, and and it's mind blowing to me that they can even think in that realm. What are we talking about? Is this your job, mate? This is what we yeah. do. Why 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 do you think that? Whoever's telling you like nonsense, it's a stop saying. You need to stop thinking for yourself, mate. Because if you're not cheating, you sure do look like you are now. If you're yeah. not, if you're not. Look, you've you've discredited yourself, yeah, for being stupid. It's like what kids do, mm. but you're not a child. You're an international athlete. You're a role model. Um, you've done some amazing things with your life. Obviously, I'm talking about Coleman here, and yeah. it's come to this. How ugly for you? Like, and, and what have you got to say apart from sorry? Not only sorry to Adams and drug tester guys and water, but sorry to all your fans, mate. For letting their asses down, don't argue. It's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's your fault, mate. So you just say sorry and wind your neck in. Yeah. Do you think he needs again. a mentor? Huh? Do you think he needs a mentor? Well, he's an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I, I'm stepping back. I ain't got the uppercut yeah. to de- deliver. If I, uh, if I, if I had a mate, if, if if he was, if I was his coach, I'd have choked him out because that would have been a big deal for me. I'd have been like, "What have you done? What is this?" Like what this, you know, and his coach, this is part of his job. He does need a mentor. He does need someone. If he's not able to do that and he's got people looking after him so much that yeah. he thinks he doesn't need to do that, he absolutely does need someone looking after his ass. Absolutely. Mental. 100%. I think uh, <laughs> I can't deliver the uppercut, but I agree. Uh, yeah. I oh, can't deliver that, man, but uh-huh. yeah, I think so he just right, needs you someone. Might, you might see him on circuit, so you, know, you don't want to start a little wayward. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I'm all right. But I'm like, you know, at least there's a point. I liked him. And I, I love, you know, I love looking at his running. And yeah. I love what he does. Um, and, you know, he, I, he doesn't really speak too much. So I don't, I can't say I like the way he talks because he's not big on the talking. Mm. But as an athlete, you know, I liked him. I didn't like him. I like, you know, he, made, he added value to the sport. 
Yeah. Uh, so talented and did such amazing things. And then it's this, this is what it is. And I'm like, what, what was the point of that, bro? For what? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's, as a fan of the sport, you want to see the best athletes out there. And he's a special dude, athlete. Dude. But like you said, when you are putting that self doubt like that, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I've but been, I think, I've been uh, on Adams for nearly like maybe 10 years now. And this is because it started bobsleigh. So this is while I was still like a 10, 40 runner. So it wasn't even yeah. fast at all. But it was important. And a run sub 10, it's even more important. Yeah, yeah. And then as I'm getting into my twilight years, it's even more important. Like it never becomes less important. You don't like do stuff and be like, no, I don't need a drug test. That's not what happens. Your brain goes, I need not to have that happen to me. I need not to, yeah. I need not anything to tarnish my name or to tarnish my hard work. Yeah. It's backwards thinking to me. Exactly. Yeah. So I think like along this lines, obviously naturally you've got to be happy with the Olympic bronze medal, but obviously like Mr. Rooney as well. Um, what was your overriding feeling receiving a medal? Like obviously not at a games. Do you want to say first Rooney or shall I say? <laughs> well, no, mine's, uh, mine's a bit of a, disappointment I suppose it's not really that exciting a story it's kind of like it went on for ages and ages and ages and then I was in the middle of my summer and I was already thinking about the world champs and I wasn't thinking about the medal it was kind of like look it happened it was a great Cheers. but I was kind of like I'd, I'd got over it a long time ago like, yeah. I'd had my medal moment somewhere else so but um yeah I want to hear from you more than anything so that's about me more about you it's not the same mate it's not the same I was just like yeah thanks it's a nice occasion it's nice you I went out with my wife, uh, went to a big ceremony, I got steaming. Uh, now I've got a daughter <laughs> called Hope. <laughs> that's, that's that story. <laughs> so she's also attached to my Olympic medal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had a nice time. It was a nice celebration. I actually didn't mind the fact that it was late. Because yeah. mm. at, at the time, if I would have got the medal in 2040, I may have come... Make you know, I, I might my head might have gone up my ass, didn't it? Yeah, and I may have turned the burners off. I might not have ran sub 10. Um, I might not have had the career on track that I wanted. So, actually, I don't mind because immediately after that, I just went, Okay, that's done now. This is what it is. This is what we came. This is my new focus. And I went out and you know, started getting better at 100 meters, started working hard in that. So, I don't mind. It, it it was more it was it was upsetting for the team that I was with because the whole team yeah. near enough retired afterwards. Yeah. Um, so it was a big, really big deal for those guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say about all the backroom stuff as well that's helped you. Is you know yeah. all the all the guys like obviously mm. uh, there was lack of funding and everything else. It's mm. yeah, it's like oh, yeah, least, and, just got the medal to show yeah. for it, but it's just taking uh, away all of their oh. annual. Rep- your efforts and you just yeah it's so obviously and, frustrating yeah it was it is frustrating and it was frustrating and it still is frustrating when i think about it but because i'm a this is where i am kind of guy my brain just goes all right i can look backwards and say what if or i can say i've got this stuff now which is still yeah. quite a lot <laughs> yeah let me just do the best with this and let me try and get funding back get bobsleigh back a funded sport and let me try and put it back on the map a little bit and at least give it so there's a next generation of athletes that can be in, uh, you know, a youth programme and mm-hmm. stuff 
there. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it was all sort of taken away. And then we had like scandals with money and disappearing, all sorts of dramas. Um, so it would just be good to get it back as a sport. Yeah. And then I'll be happy to just leave it alone. Okay. Is there talent coming through? Uh, there is, there is. There, well, there is, there is. And there, well, there was. And then it stopped because the lack of funding just stops everything. Bobsleigh is quite an expensive sport, travelling around the world, buying bobsleighs. They cost more than cars, mate. I mean, uh, the sled that we were in this year was uh, was 100 grand. Sled that mm. I went to the Olympics with. Listen, sled, the sled I went to the Olympics, the sled we, we bought to go to Sochi with from McLaren was 500 grand. So, it was, yeah, no. And then we didn't even use it. It's parked up, mate, just gathering dust and that. That's the grand ornament. Yeah, and when it's said, yeah. you can't even, can't even really sell it afterwards, can you? I'm like, well, you know, you could bloody sell it and get us four Ferraris. Do you know what I mean? Let's do that instead. <laughs> but, you could um, sell it between the lat and put yeah, the, the, yeah. the loss of funds from not Honestly, winning Olympic medals. Nah, it's not worth that much afterwards, unfortunately. Um, oh, so, yeah, so it was like, um, it's it, like a lot of money goes into it. and. Um, it would just be good to get it back on. On, I just want it to be a sport when I leave. Once it still be a sport, yeah. so I can watch it on TV. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and it helped me so much that I would yeah. like it to help some other people, not yeah. just disappear. It's it's, a, it's one of the Olympic sport, winter Olympic sports I actually watch. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge winter Olympic fan because it seems mm-hmm. to be like a very Northern Europe dominated sport. Mm-hmm. Like it's not global, but mm-hmm. I think. When I watch bobsled, uh, I feel like there's more. Oh, definitely diversity. I feel yeah. like there's there's a lot more people from a different background, different part of the world. I feel like it's mm. not just these rich Austrians. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Or, or Swiss, Norwegian, Swiss, Swiss Stop people. Back, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just seems it's quite an affluent uh, partaking and skiing and all that. Like, but it's one of the things I do watch, and it is like speed of it like i know you've done it i don't know hundreds of times now going down those mountains and stuff but like fuck me that looks fast man mate bro listen I'm not even joking it's fast yeah but ice is like concrete if you look in your refrigerator yeah. it's not even that smooth there's yeah. no suspension it's like metal on metal on carbon fiber your brains are just getting rattled about <laughs> just literally it feels like you're gonna rattle your eyes out your head like james had to go <laughs> James had a goal the other day, like obviously James Asani's first runs in that. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, that's quite real, that is, isn't it? I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> it just keeps going faster, mate. There's no like there's no breaks, there's no slowdown. It's hundred miles an hour in an alleyway on with the most amount of vibration. Everyone needs to have a go, just so they can say they did it, because it yeah. is it is a bit mental. I still do it now. I did like I'm just away, just and I was out there and did my first run for the year. Got to the bottom and I thought, flipping at me, that's horrible. <laughs> that's, um, that's horrible. Why do I do that? Do you think uh, I'd fit in it? You would absolutely fit in it. Never. Do you fit in? My head. Nah, you'd fit in, mate. Trust me, there's something about like five, six Gs on the back of your head and that make it just fold you up, mate. Just flat pack you, mate. That's yeah. it. <laughs> like fresh from my gear, bro. I, could, <laughs> I, I can always remember, um, can you remember Jenny Pacey? Um, I think she was in the two, yeah, I do, two I do. bob. Yeah, and I was, women, yeah. yeah, and I was, um, I was at a, a gig somewhere, and she was doing a bit of a speech, and um, just before she handed out an award, and she, she said, um, 
if you can imagine the, um, the bob, basically I'm I'm the girl at the back and I'm pushing it, and then I literally jump in and put my head between my legs and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, totally. That's it. And some of the girls in that, their head is just bouncing off the carbon fiber floor. It's like, bum, yeah. bum, 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 bum. like honestly, turn your brains into mush, mate. It's not good for you. No. Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking there's, there's going to be some damage happening. That's why I'm glad I've got a girl. So I'm like, at some point, my memory is going to leave me and like, <laughs> like I'm gonna, my brains are going to fall out of my ears. Or <laughs> oh, you'll be like, be like the old. The old uh, old Uncle Albert on Only Fools and Horses. Honestly, mate, literally, mate. Yeah, like back in the day when your dad, daddy was an Olympian and he won a bronze medal. All right, Dad. <laughs> Honestly, mate, that's what I'm gonna be like, mate. So I'm like, all right, glad I got a girl. I've done a lot of this. Try to keep it to a minimum. That's why I'm not out there now. So a lot of the boys are out there now. Okay. I will just go out for the events that are. The big one, tar- the target events, yeah. The target, okay. Events. So, how many events obviously with COVID and everything? How many events are, uh, are going on? Still stuff happening, like they've got like a European league and they've still got a world league, and, and they're gonna have like a world champs at the end of the year. They're still doing stuff, they're you know, they're persistent to keep their sport going, so it's still yeah. going. I guess yeah. once you're in your bubble, I mean, obviously, apart from officials and stuff, but you can kind of keep your distance, can't you? It's it's well, they tend to, all the athletes travel around together anyway. So okay. we go from country to country to country together. So yeah. you just stay together for the whole time. So the outside, and even the officials will probably travel around with you as well. Yeah. So the amount of outside contact you get actually will be very small. Yeah. Just be you, your guys, the bobsleigh track, and all those people will just be going. And even we'll, we're quite segregated even within that. But there's not very many people. There's no crowds and stuff like that before. Uh. before. So it is just all empty and, you know, up to you to make your own atmosphere. <laughs> hey, get yourself popped up. <laughs> when, you, when you're um, you're in the bob, like, what do you do? Do you, like, you keep your head down, right? Do you sing or anything or do you just, like... There'll be times, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's, you know, if it's a scary track, you know, a prayer might run through my head. I'll be like, oh, okay. yeah, remember, the, remember this song? Okay, <laughs> I think yeah, I'll sing yeah. that now. Or you, you could sing... Or you're feeling to see what the driver's doing. So I can, because I know all the tracks now, I can yeah. see if it's doing good or bad. Okay. So some tracks I'm trying to get to the bottom of, but if it's a, something important, I'm seeing what kind of driver's having so I can feel if it's going good, if it's smooth, if it's, a, if it's rough. You can normally feel before you're going to crash about three corners before. Really? You know, oh, mate, you know something's a bit off because you'll start jumping off corners a bit late because you know like it's a bit like a slide. So you start like, oh, boom. Yeah. And then, and then the end, oh, no. we'll get a bit more. Oh, I don't like this. And you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> and you're, if, you, if you're in a four man, you'll sort of see buds around you start like. <laughs> so getting this and that, like and that. Like bracing, ready for it to go. Mate, you just, they just start getting shorter. You're like, where are you going, mate? Because you're like in a four, isn't it? It's supposed to go like highest and then the next one's down. So you're like aerodynamic. And you'll see the guy at number two be like, Nah, I'm not staying up here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a coming. Uh, yeah, it's like, nah, 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 I'm not staying here, mate. Everyone would just start sort of sinking in the slip. Wow, that's scary as hell, man. You know a crash is coming. You're like, oh. Right, it's right. Com- no, it's coming, mate. Me. No, it's coming, mate. And it's just what it is, isn't it? It's part of the, part of the um, again, just give you good minerals. You just yeah. got balls, mate. 
Cajones. Miss got Cajones, mate. And they, you know, you could never have too much balls. I just, I, you know, a big fan of saying, yeah. you know, minerals make you have make you have courage, go out and do stuff, put yourself in, put yourself under pressure, mm-hmm. say, yeah, I can do it. Sometimes you can't do it, you know. It's just like, yeah, I'll sort that out. And you got to put yourself under pressure to do it. But, you know, when you find out about yourself, innit? you know what you're really yeah. made of, so... Have you ever had a go in the driving seat, or is that just? Nah, I, I, I wish I did, but I wouldn't now. I wish okay. I did when I was younger. If I was like, if my sons, any of my sons wanted to do it, I'd make them drive. Because okay. I love driving anyway. I yeah. Because I was more focused on getting back to do my track. I wasn't trying to do extra hours bobsleigh. Okay. It was more about the physical element yeah. of it. Not because it is a whole other job. Like you got to learn all these tracks, mate. And, See, that's stressful. Yeah, and it's millimetres as well. Yeah, oh, mate, listen, and it's no, like, it's no correction. You know, like, if you're going into a corner a bit wrong, you can press the brakes. In a bobsleigh, mate, if you go into a corner wrong, mate, you might as well just get out. Brace, <laughs> <laughs> brace. Yeah. It's just like that, mate. Oh, damn, sauce, guys. When you're going down and uh, you say, you know, you know the course, am I right in saying you're going to be singing some country music? Oh, mate, you know it, mate. Woo-hoo. You know that, mate. I spent far too much time in Canada, me. myself. <laughs> far too much time, mate. Far too much time. That's what happened. Uh, at my first uh, trip with Bobstay, they sent me for three months to Canada. So I was in Calgary for three months. Literally, mm-hmm. you know, I left like a roadman, get to the house, come back. Come back on a horse, mate. This is like, who is this man? How <laughs> the like? I've heard, sometimes it just makes me laugh when I hear it at the high pack, and I was like, who is put country music on in a high pack? And I, as I've got older, I've got a little bit of country. Not like mm. I, I wouldn't know many artists or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd happily sit and listen to it. A bit you can appreciate it. You can appreciate yeah. it. As a kid, my dad used to put it on. I used to hate it. Getting there now, I feel like it's all right when I've got fellow people in the high pack who can put a bit of uh, video on or. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, that's right. Dropping names. All right, big name drop. Yeah, that's it. I've got John Cash's build borderline country. Yeah, I just you know what I'm. I'm a fan of just being your bloody south mate as well. Yeah. So I'm always like, I'm not going to follow the trend. I don't really like aggressive stuff either. Okay. I don't agree with today's music so much because it all it's, it's a bit rough, mate, and it encourages encourages a lot of madness. And even if, you know, you go onto like TikTok or whatever or whatever the kids are listening to, it is like the music videos are wild. Mm. The, and and the lyrics are violent and explicit. So I'm just like, stay far away from it my kids go to like the school disco and they're like dad not one of your songs came on and i'm like oh i didn't they? oh i'm sorry mate uh, uh, i didn't mind. know any didn't, didn't know any music there dad i've never heard this before what is this you're not gonna be up to date you're not gonna yeah, be cool. you're not gonna be up to date with that mate but you know but it's weird because now all my wife listens to is country music. All boys listen to is country music. Hmm. My sister-in-laws, my sisters, it's no, that's what I am, isn't it? That's got cool. Cowboy hats and that, and, <laughs> you know, on my boots. Mate, I, I um, you'd love Phoenix when I went out there. Literally, I think probably 
I don't know how the hundreds of radio stations, probably 80, 90% of them play country music. Love it, mate. It's my, it's literally, awesome. it's, just my, it's just my happy place, mate. They tell their stories, mm. you know, and it's all quite like about like marriage or relationships, a lot of talking about drinking. I do like a branding myself. Okay. I know. <laughs> so it just works well. It's me, common you know? ground. Yeah, I like big trucks. They like big trucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't tell this is my kind of thing. This. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. And it, I think it's more me. It's more the real me mm. than the me uh, that people may see. And also, like, another thing. I start playing, like, rap music and stuff like that, regardless of the content, just because it... So if I'm in my car playing rap music, it just gives a feeling. So it doesn't even matter what it could be like. Mm. could be talking about anything lovely. But what I look like is important and what people perceive me as is important. What I'm seen as is important. Um, and just to be able to and be as soft as possible and understand that. All right, I'm, you know, I'm relatively big black geezer. I need to make sure yeah. that I'm approachable. You know what? Yeah. And 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 and, I'm, and people are comfortable around me as well. So it's, it's yeah, part, part part of my role and my job, and for, also for my boys as well. Because I'm like, you know, you're probably all going to grow up relatively big black geezers, so you have to mm. understand. Yeah. You know, just not to not to be intimidating, not to be understand how to soften yourself and to be. Hopefully, by the time they grow up, that shouldn't be a necessary thing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to get deep into like race and stuff like that and nah, how well, people it's, perceive it's, things. It's whatever, part but. of what it is for me. It's, it's not. It's not even a thing to me. It's just part of what it is. Yeah. Like we live in the UK. Obviously, things are changing rapidly. Like the UK that my mum grew up in is very different to probably the UK that I'm growing up in. Very, mm-hmm. very different. Um, but it, it's always still. There's always going to be certain mindsets, and not only in the UK, just everywhere in the world. There's always going to be mindsets, and it's never going to be. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like we're talking about track and field. It's never just going to be like, wait, it's that's not going to happen. You must understand where you are and how to do your best in your environment. You know, it's not personal to me. Like, I'm not going to take everything deep into my soul. Just have to be like, okay, this is what it is. Understand who you are and how to do your best in the environment that you're in. This is my environment. And I love it with my country music, whatever. <laughs> do what I do go country to country every year me and my wife uh, let's go <laughs> that's brilliant that's, a, that's well, a great way of looking at it I love yeah. it um, but yeah thanks so much for coming on we don't want to take much more of your evening up um, and you've been so, an hour yeah. and yeah. minutes I mean, I've really been now <laughs> That's it. It's gone to bed. Kids gone. <laughs> I know. But I mean, it's been so positive talking to you. I think to end, um, we always like to end on um something inspirational. So, like, what words of advice would you give a young Joel Fearon coming through, either in oh. athletics or in sport? You know, it could be like a, a favorite quote you've got, or just a little bit of advice that you've experienced in your path. Um. What would be, so if I was to talk to myself, I would assure myself that, you know, you are good. I would say, Joel, mate, you're good enough. You are good enough. You are worthy. 
um, a lot of my career was just me proving to others and myself that I had some sort of worth. So that would be one thing. Uh, And another thing is that there's always a way. There is a way. There's a way for everyone. There's a way. It's not just, you you may have to, you know, be a bit more eventful with how you get to where you get to. But there's a way. And it's a way to be successful and to live your best life and to do the things you want to do. You just got to have the balls to do it. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, what a positive Sweet. note to end on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I learned a lot about you. I feel like uh, being a trier is something that I've definitely taken from that. No hard work goes unseen. I, I love that as a quote. Um, I really appreciate that, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate yeah, you guys. so much. Thank you for having me. Wow, that was... I feel really inspired, you know. It's so uh, so good to have positivity in the world in these crazy times. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's pretty late at night and I'm ready for a session. It's kind of like, <laughs> what a guy. Like, I think I, I think there's so many more layers to him as well. Um, there was a lot of stuff that we kind of didn't really touch upon, but I think he was just so uh, easy to listen to and his story, like his his mentality on the positivity and trying to work trying hard and pushing himself and uh, and there's loads of stories really good articles about um, Joel that came out around 2016 and if you google them just type in Joel Fear in 2016 and some of his some of the stories that we haven't touched upon that uh, are well worth a read what a man Um, so I hope you enjoyed it I think myself and Dan definitely uh, we enjoyed the ride (laughs) yeah it's just I think it's just uh completely different personality to what I ever thought he was really like and getting to know him um, over the years and that just expelling of positivity and the way he looks at life was really encouraging and um, yeah I think like it's just amazing to hear his story both on the track and, and in the bob as well it's just completely contrasting things but he's managed to absolutely nail both um, so yeah uh, if you'd like to like and subscribe it's uh, at GRS podcast uh, that Greaves and Rooney Sports podcast wherever you get your podcast from and you can follow us on Instagram Twitter uh, uh, at Discustan at Martin Rooney at GRS podcast and yeah we we hope you enjoyed listening and we'll be back very soon with another podcast so please like and subscribe and we'll speak to you soon cheers guys